0: It's time to renew your mind, yeah, it's time. It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you if you're always looking behind. Do you want truth? Maybe clarity. The Raw Talent Podcast is out here changing lives. The day I went from dark to light is the same day I came to life. And you can too. Welcome to the Raw Talent Podcast. And here's your host, Dave Talent. Welcome home and welcome back. As we continue to explore the natural form of growth in the Golden Ratio of 1.618-1618 and how in our personal lives that growth and spiral can begin with the powerful words, I am. In the course of my career, I would often hear folks say, I have rights or I know my rights. And as a sworn officer, I swore to protect those rights enshrined in our Bill of Rights and Constitution. In essence, we as human beings have rights granted to us by the Creator divine providence, human rights to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. We declare that we have these rights because we're human beings, men and women, and as human beings, we are endowed these rights at birth by God. In the pursuit of happiness, we have the right to be more, do more, and have more. So often, however, I see folks in the pursuit of doing and having more than being and not actually achieving happiness or the things they desire. More importantly, I see people identify who they are with a title, a label, and a job more so than who they actually are in life. Let me explain. If I were to ask somebody what they do, what do they do for income? They may say, hey, I'm a teacher, a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm in construction, and so on. They say I am and follow with their occupation. They attach their identity to their occupation. When I say I'm a Marine, I attach a title and possibly the occupation to my identity, since Marines believe, once a Marine, always a Marine. In reality, though, people are really speaking to what they do and not who they are. They speak to what they do for income, what they're doing for work, or what they're doing in regards to titles and responsibilities. For example, I'm a leader, a father, a mother, a brother, etc., Sometimes it points to labels or things we have done, positive or negative. I'm a winner or I'm a loser. I'm a saint or I'm a sinner. The challenge is that we often do not make a clear distinction between who we really are and what we do in life. Or in the pursuit of happiness, we get stuck in the trap of believing that if I simply do more and more, then one day I will have results or I'll have more and more. I will have more results and then one day i will finally be happy or successful with deeper inquiry into the language and power of thoughts and beliefs i've realized that the do have be formula frequently fails and falls short in that pursuit of happiness do have be simply doesn't work in the long term as i left active duty in the marine corps in the late 90s i read a book called think and go rich by napoleon hill and I dove into the personal development arena. My first thought was, why did this book never cross my radar in school or the Marine Corps? Why was this book never on any reading list in elementary school, high school, college? Not once in 16 years of education did any book resembling this topic show up. I've never learned, not once in the school pipeline and system, how to think and grow rich. In the Marine Corps, we had to comment on reading lists a suggested and highly encouraged reading list of books categorized by rank. Again, Think and Grow Rich was AWOL on that list. Nowhere on that list. Is it possible that no one wants us to know the power of our thoughts and language, especially to create and manifest our life? One of the keys in this book was to recognize that thoughts have power and thoughts are things, and they have the ability to achieve anything that we can conceive and believe in our minds. Whatever we can Conceive in our minds, and as long as we believe, we can achieve it. And this is backed up by Scripture as well. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Matthew 21, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Philippians 4, 6 to 9. This is a kind of a warning as well. Do not be anxious about anything. In other words, don't worry. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, by asking, right, with thanksgiving and gratitude, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think, and there's that word again, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. So think and take action, and the God of peace will be with you. And then this is a big one as well, Romans 12, 2-3. And this is a big one, right? Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For the grace given by me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with faith God has d- distributed to each of you. So I woke up a little disillusioned when I realized I was never taught how to think and grow rich. Never. Not once. And I, I mean, I'm not bragging. I got straight A's and never, I got nothing less than straight A's. I went off to college on a scholarship, nothing less, and I still was never taught how to think and grow rich. Ultimately, I was not taught what true freedom is and how to be a free man, a free human being. And that angered me as well. Since I loved my country, I had sworn to protect it in the freedoms endowed to us by, as Americans. It angered me to know that in the thousands hours of, of, of schoolwork and education, sometimes growing schoolwork, that I was never taught any of this. And in any of my training anywhere else, I was never taught any of this. It was challenging to reflect on my life and look at all the places in my life where I was not successful or not achieving the happiness or success, even though I was grinding and working so hard. I was knee deep in the grind, in the rat race, in the job world, the J O B world, which I like to tell my sons is just over broke. Having a job can be just over broke. I was knee deep in the doing, the working, the having, and grinding process all the time, and yet still, Happiness and success were eluding me in every area of my life, financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and relationally in my closest relationships. It did not matter if I worked harder or longer hours, there was still no margin and no fulfillment and no satisfaction. Hell, there wasn't even gratitude from my family members or my wife at the time, now ex-wife. Not even gratitude. I thought if I do more, do more and more and keep grinding and doing more than one day I will have more and then I will be happy and successful. I was quickly discovering that this way of being this formula was failing. So one day I was pondering what did it what did it what it meant to be free. For years I had sworn to defend our constitution against all enemies foreign domestic and to stand for freedom for Americans and all human beings to stand for freedom. I still stand for truth and freedom to this day However, at the time, I had no idea what that freedom actually looked like. What did what was freedom? What does it mean to be free as an American? I believe all human beings are endowed by unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. And as I reflected on what that actually meant for us as Americans, I realized that in one sense, a very practical sense, that freedom means financial independence and financial freedom. In a spiritual sense, this freedom was central to fulfillment, our ability to be content or happy in all circumstances, to be joyful, to be fulfilled, as highlighted in the scripture, Philippians 4, 6 to 13. At the core of this understanding was an understanding that, of who we are and the power of our thoughts and language. So one day I reflected on the words human being or human beings. For some reason, and I didn't know the reason at the time, we're called human beings, Not human doings, not human havings. So something about being is extremely important and far more important than doing and having. The one thing I did learn in school was how to conjugate verbs in different languages, Spanish, Latin, and English. right? Particularly to express tense or mood or the person, first person, third person, past tense, present tense, or future tense. right? So in the present tense, I learned the verb to be breaks down into the following. I am, you are, we are, they are. The most powerful part, of course, for me was I am. Or if you're on a team, right, and you're or a group of people, we are. So I am and we are extremely powerful. Then I began to study how many times I would say I am and, and say something in the blank space that followed. Throughout my day, I started to observe and study every time I used the words I am and notice what I followed those words with. For example, I'm tired, I'm good, I'm unhappy. I am, you know, what this many years old. When we talk about our age, we, we add the word old instead of the word young. So, hey, uh, I'm 50 years young or 50 years old, so on and so on. I began studying and observing my language to include cuss words and all, especially around the use of I am. I studied and observed other people's language in conversations as well. I got a little nosy even strangers in public places. When I was standing in the line in the store, I would observe the conversations and language. I would observe, not judge, right? I was simply observing my language or simply observing other people's languages and the conversations of other people and family members. And I would notice when they said, I am, and see what they feel the blank in afterwards. So while observing their language and conversations, I would also observe their way of being, their appearance, their state, their results if known and beyond. I observed very quickly that most of the I am statements were negative or not empowering. Most statements, even my own language beliefs, sourced from limiting and scarcity minded thoughts and beliefs. And the outwardly seen manifestations and results correlated with those low vibration thoughts and beliefs. So what I saw on the outside correlated with low vibration thoughts and beliefs. Most of these negative statements sourced from limiting beliefs like this one. Ultimately, the core of them were I'm not good enough, not qualified enough, not not enough, not worthy, not deserving. Ultimately, I'm not good enough or not qualified enough. At one point, uh, my life and many of those lives that I observed reflected those core beliefs. So in contrast, uh, in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Go Rich, his book spoke to the power of I am. Goal setting and right thinking, accurate thinking, and that we all have access to this secret. And it's not really a secret. It's the foundation of universal principles and laws that exist. And these laws and principles often exist in plain view. Kind of like the golden ratio, 1.618, 1618. That's in plain view, yet none of us are taught them. And that definitely deserves a deep dive and more research and inquiry into the why, why we're not taught that, especially in the educational system. So I would dig deeper and search more. Why are we not taught how to think and grow rich in our educational system. I mean, maybe the possibilities they want to dumb us down. So when Hill described the goal setting process to think accurately and to grow and expand in, in the areas of one's life, he explained a goal setting process where the goals should be written and declared in the present tense, as if they existed in the now already. That they, they they were already present in our lives. The Bible backs this up and speaks to the power of I am and thoughts as well. For example, in Philippians 4, 6 to 13, the word states, don't worry. And basically, the gist of it is a summarization of it is think true thoughts. It ultimately reveals in the inscription, it reveals the name of God too, is revealed to Moses in Exodus 3, 13 to 14. God reveals to Moses that his name is I am. So Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So God identifies himself as I am. So I allow my mind to open to this reality. There's something extremely important about the words human being or human beings. That being is far more important than doing and having. For example, who am I being in every area of my life? I pondered that question. Who am I being in every area of my life? How am I showing up in every area of my life? Spiritually, in relationships, physically in my health, financially and beyond. Who am I being for God, for my family, for my loved ones, my children, my friends, peers, and those I serve? Continuing, I realized that there was something important about the present tense of being, the word to be, in the first person. And especially in regards to me and my children, the absolute importance of I am and we are. I also realize that one of God's names is I am, or I am that I am. And from Scripture, we know that, hey, I'm created in the image of the creator, the image of God. Therefore, as a human being, with the power of the words I am, I am also a creator. Created in the image of God, I am a creator therefore every time i speak the words i am i am engaging the process of being i am engaging the process of creating every time i speak i am and follow it with other words i enter the process of creation i am ultimately creating what follows the words i am i am fill in the blank once spoken we enter the process of creating whatever we placed in that blank So I learned that the formula for happiness and success was ultimately be, do, have, and not do, have, be. So be, do, have. I can be more, do more, and then have more. Be who you say you are first. Be successful and happy now. Do the actions that support this decision and way of being now. Take action now. And then, then and only then, we have the results that correspond to success and ultimately joy, to contentment. So as we bring this conversation to a close, here's some things for further inquiry or deeper dive. And since we know from Scripture that the tongue has the power of life and death, where am I blessing or cursing my life or way of being when I say I am? Follow that with a blank. Follow that with words. And what do I fill in that blank? I would advocate that you read Proverbs 18 to 1821. When I say I am at any time, what follows it? What is in the blank? Where am I creating results that I desire and how do they directly correlate to who I say and believe I am? Where in my life am I manifesting positive results or negative outcomes based on the spoken and unspoken beliefs centering on who I say I am and who I believe I am? Where are negative results or ways of being showing up in our lives that we observe are sourced in beliefs like, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, or I'm not deserving? How can I change and transform those statements and beliefs into I am statements in the present tense that support who I actually am or desire to be, to support being the best version of myself? What declarations, thoughts, beliefs, and actions Can I incorporate into I am statements to fill in the blank after I am that move me into a life I want, deserve, and into creating freedom, truth, life, liberty, joy, purpose, and fulfillment in my life for my wives, ultimately my children, your spouse, the person in our life, the love of our life, our children's children, and beyond, ultimately for my legacy? Finally, where, in alignment with the golden ratio, the ratio of a spiral, are we spiraling into light or spiraling into darkness through the use of the words, I am, and whatever we place in the blank, following me. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through new of our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good, Find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, all glory be to God and the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus Christ.